This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, listeners, welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567, or you can go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And on our website, you can click on our radio page to check out all of our past shows and also to subscribe to this program on Spotify. Um, Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Now, listeners, one of the main concerns my clients have brought to my attention this year is that more than ever, they are concerned about the retirement income. And after doing some recent research, I found out that 70% of consumers across generations worry that Social Security will run out of funding in their lifetime, and that a third of adults who currently don't receive benefits believe that they're not going to receive anything at all, even though they've paid into Social Security. Now, my research also found many misperceptions and a general lack of knowledge about Social Security, and so today I'd like to address some of those misconceptions about Social Security and hopefully help alleviate some fears that some of you may have and keep you uh, on track for your long-term retirement goals. But before I do that, let me bring in my co-host, Tony Shore, who obviously has some great knowledge on this topic as well and will help uh, help me with it today. Well, I at least have some great questions for you. Uh, (laughs) You're the man with the plan over there. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show today. And obviously, Social Security misconceptions can really derail many people's retirement plans or at least throw a wrench in there. So getting this information straight, understanding it, there's a lot more to Social Security and filing for Social Security than I think people realize, Nick. And I'm glad we're going to talk about that today. But I have had a fantastic week, actually. I've gotten to get a lot of things done, which always feels good. And I've been keeping busy. Um, we had a county fair where I live, and so took the family to that and uh, walked around with my wife and looked at all the animals and things and had a lot of fun. You know, ate, ate horrible uh, fair food and, you know, deep fried <laughs> everything and uh, that was good though. That was fun. It's worth it. So, uh, I had fun. How about you? What have you been doing now? You're just, have you been really busy? Uh, I have this summer has been great. You know, we, uh, fortunately are going back to school for the kids so that, yes. uh, I have some more time <laughs> right. to help research great topics like this today. You know, yeah. it's been, it's been a great year so far. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm obviously always meeting with clients, but you know, today, Tony, um, one thing that is interesting about our topic, you know, is individuals at all stages of their careers can really benefit from educating themselves about topics that we talk on our show, yeah. right? Just like social security and retirement planning. I mean, even if you're not there yet, you've got to have some good knowledge. Uh, and I'm hoping that most people work 
with a trusted financial professional to help educate them about all of these specific topics. And so, yeah, there's just, you know, so many main topics out there that you want to discuss with sure. with your financial advisor. Uh, Social Security obviously is top of mind for many of my clients because they are retired and receiving income. Yep. And so, you know, w- when we talk through those different things, many questions come up. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So uh, let's start uh, by uh, addressing uh, some of the main points. What are the main factors that do affect how much your Social Security benefit will be? You've talked about maximizing Social Security benefits in the past. So uh, what what do you want to talk about there? How can we maximize that? And how do we figure out uh, what affects that benefit? For sure. So obviously, when somebody comes in and sits down and talks to me about their benefit, their statement has just a ton of information on there. But unfortunately, it's not put in, uh, you know, in in great order or in (laughs) a situation where most people even understand it. And so we do talk about this a lot. Uh, You know, the the, the top things that definitely affect uh, how much your benefit's going to be are things like work history. Okay, so obviously you have to work for at least uh, 10 years or 40 quarters to qualify. Age is a huge factor, clearly. Uh, There's three different main ages that most people consider taking Social Security. So that's the ages of 62, full retirement age, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, which is usually ages 66 and 67, somewhere between there, and then 70. Now, the benefit start date of when you start taking it obviously has a huge, huge factor as well. And then your marital status. Uh, You know, interestingly enough, Tony, one of the main things that people talk with me about and think that uh, makes a huge uh, effect on their Social Security benefit uh, that's actually totally inaccurate is life expectancy. That has nothing to do with the actual benefit. Now, Social Security, the administration obviously uses life expectancy to consider probably their own projections, but that does not affect your monthly benefit. Okay. So obviously life expectancy is a huge factor in overall retirement planning and when trying to figure out when to take social security and uh, your social security benefit, that's that's an important point. So uh, along those lines, we should probably talk about Um, full retirement age. You've mentioned that before. FRA means full retirement age. And what does that really mean for Social Security? Explain that to our listeners. It is so interesting how how, um, complex they have made this for so many baby boomers. Right. Yeah. And and part of the reason why they have changed the full re, full retirement age uh, across uh, many generations is because they knew that they had to, uh, the administration that is, had to start thinking about longevity. And so for retirement age is based on your year of birth. Okay. And today uh, it's between the ages of 66 and 67. Most are 60, 66 and two months or 66 and six months. And, um, but the 67 is the max age at this point. And you should be aware that some of your benefits could definitely be withheld as well, Tony, if you are still working before before your full retirement age and still getting income. And so you definitely need to think about that and talk about that with your advisor, depending on your year of birth, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So basically what you're saying there, let's talk about this for a minute because uh, your full retirement age is very important because uh, I know that you can take social security early, but it rolls up each year. So you might want to wait to your full retirement age, especially now that more and more people are working at least part-time during retirement or longer because we're living longer, as you mentioned. Life expectancy makes a difference. So 
Uh, people keep working into their 60s, but yet they think, oh, I'm going to take Social Security early. But what you just said really can affect that because obviously uh, people, um, uh, depending on, you have to, those benefits will be withheld if you make too much money each year. And it's a low number, right? It's like if you make more than $19,000 a year, they're going to start taking money back from Social Security and you're going to end up getting less. Plus, you'll have locked in a lower rate, right? Exactly. And it also affects some other things that we're going to talk about today, which are things like spousal benefits and disability benefits. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something that you need to um, really have, you know, a keen eye on. Um, yeah. One thing that we use with our clients, Tony, is what's called a social security maximization report. Yep. And so when somebody comes to us for the first time, we typically look at their statements. We take that information and I put it into a, our system, our maximization report that spits out like crazy amount of data about when they take their benefits and how much it will be and how much that will affect them. Um, and, and, and so it's just a great, great tool to be able to use and sit down with clients and kind of explain to them how it's going to work. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. So, um, obviously people want to know, uh, what they can do for income in retirement. Um, and what amount of income will social security replace for them then? Another great question for sure. And so, you know, for most people, replacement rates are typically around about 30 to 50% of the working income that they had. Mm. And that's according to the Center of Budget and Policy Priorities with the with Social Security Administration. Now, studies suggest, and most of the time when I talk with clients, um, retirees are obviously going to aim for somewhere between 70 and 85% replacement rate of their actual income. And so, um, definitely not going to cover everything with Social Security, but a large portion, a third to half. Nick, great show so far. We're talking about facts and misconceptions about Social Security. And I think there are a lot of misunderstandings uh, with Social Security. Uh, like, when should you take it? Uh, a lot of people say you got to take it right away at 62 or you won't get as much. Some people say you should wait until you're 70. But uh, you can take it at any time in between those two points. So there are a lot of different options out there and everybody's situation is different. Uh, so that's, that's exactly correct. That's you are correct, so Tony. important to understand. Here's one that I know I had a misconception about, but you set me straight. A lot of our listeners may not realize this. So I want to ask, can Social Security be taxed and will it be taxed? Yeah. Great question. So the answer to that is sometimes <laughs> so, as with a lot of things and on the retirement planning side. But um, so first of all, in the state of Oregon, it is not taxed. Social security income is not taxed. Okay. So every state's a little different. There are about uh, maybe a quarter of the states out there, 15 states or so that do charge um, taxes on social security income. Okay. Now, federally, it really, what it comes down to is if your income exceeds a certain threshold. And so currently that threshold is $25,000 for an individual or $32,000 for a couple. And if you go over those two thresholds, right, then some of your social security income will be taxable federally. The other thing I would note here, Tony, is payroll taxes that fund social security are also a huge source of misunderstanding. And a lot of people think that every dollar you make is going to be, you know, taxed from a social security standpoint when you're working. And in fact, 
for most people, that's the case. But for this year in 2022, you are capped at about $147,000 of earnings um, that would be subject to the payroll tax. So if you make more than that, then nothing above that $147,000 actually is taxed with that Social Security earnings tax. Well, yeah, Nick, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, uh, Social Security can be taxed then. And I know you've said before, it can be taxed uh, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed. So that is something you need to plan for and look at. And that's something you help your clients figure out as well, right? Definitely. Definitely we do. All right. So another question I have, and I know a lot of people have this question. I've heard it before. How does my Social Security interact with Medicare? So that is another huge, huge question for sure. And, you know, so Medicare premiums, Tony, are typically deducted right out of your Social Security benefit on a monthly basis. And a very important point here is that your income directly affects the Medicare monthly premium that you pay. I think a lot of people have a misconception that everybody pays the same amount for Medicare, but that's not the case. Um, there's a, a two, usually a one or two year look back about what your income has been. And based on those income projections, uh, there are five or six different Medicare premium levels that you might have to pay. And, and obviously that would come out of your social security benefit and decrease it. Right. Yeah. So that's huge. And obviously it's important to understand that a lot of people think, wow, I heard I was getting a five, 0.9% increase this year in social security because of the cost of living adjustment or COLA. Uh, but then it's not as high and they're like, why? Well, Medicare also goes up each year and some of that goes toward Medicare. Uh, right. So, uh, that's, Definitely. that's another <laughs> thing. Sure does. Yeah. That's another thing that I think people need to be well aware of. Now, uh, how do spousal and survivor benefits work? I know Uh, When it comes to Social Security and filing, you have to be aware of strategies regarding both you and your spouse, right? Well, exactly. And actually, Tony, Social Security may offer benefits not only for your spouse, but also your children. And, and that's obviously probably uh, upon a spouse's death, depending on the age of the child. But um, for a surviving spouse, typically you're going to inherit the higher benefit, either yours or your, your, um, spouse that passed away. And um, when both spouses are alive, a married person is going to be eligible to receive a portion of the spouse's benefit. Okay. And then the other important point here, which we've talked a little bit about today is, you know, for those who claim social security early, the spousal benefits for either um, you know, your, your spouse, or I should say the survivor benefit for your children uh, or your partner uh, may have a huge, huge fact and a factor in and really reduce, um, you know, the eligibility for those payments uh, going forward. Sure, it'll reduce the amount too. It, it can reduce the amount. So you want to make sure that you've maximized your Social Security amount, which is what the report is for that you run. And that report even takes into consideration spousal strategies and uh, filing strategies for couples. And that is so important. And as a couple, I, I think a lot of people don't realize well, hey, I'm going to take Social Security as soon as I turn 62, whether I need it or not, because that's how I'm going to get the most out of it. But what they're doing is locking their loved ones, their spouse especially, (laughs) into a lower benefit, especially if they have a spouse that works from home or doesn't pay into Social Security, hasn't worked a full 35 years. uh, So their Social Security is either, uh, it might be a lot lower and so exactly. if one spouse works, they might uh, might want to wait to delay and delay filing. So if they pass away, their spouse isn't left in a bad situation. Is that basically what you're saying here? 
Yes, exactly. That is exactly the correct. Yeah. And, and I think that's huge. That's very important. Now, uh, let's take another quick break, Nick, before we go on. Let our listeners know how they can get a no charge uh, copy of that Social Security maximization report that you run for them with specific situations based on their information to see when the best time for them to file is, what their spousal benefits might be, that type of thing. Sure thing. So the best way is just to reach out to our office and talk to our staff at 541-773-9567. We also have lots of information on our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com where you can uh, obviously go on there and request that specific report or any other information about our shows or topics that we discuss, Tony. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, uh, we were talking uh, about spousal benefits, and I have another question for you about that, but I'm going to wait until after the break. So listeners, and we have a lot more questions to cover. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones. Are you apprehensive about what to do with your assets? Maybe you're exposing your assets to more or less risk than you're comfortable with. Jones and Associates Premier Financial Solutions would be happy to help you figure this out. The Color of Money Risk Analysis assesses your financial picture to provide a Color of Money score that may help you bring your retirement into clearer focus. Take the Color of Money Risk Analysis at our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com, to determine what your risk tolerance is today. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with the man with the plan. That's Nick Jones. And Nick, great show so far today, talking about Social Security misconceptions and facts. And we were talking about survivor benefits and spousal benefits. What about collecting benefits for an ex-spouse? How does that work if you're divorced? This is a very, very interesting one, Tony. And so you should be aware that a person may definitely claim uh, benefits on uh, on a former spouse's record if they were married at least 10 years. Okay. And typically you can do this if you had not remarried, or if you are at least the age of 62, you have that ability. Wow. Okay. That's great. And that's good to know. I know a lot of people don't read. That's something that a lot of people don't realize and they miss out on benefits because maybe they have a lower amount that's and right. they have an ex-spouse uh, and they've uh, their marriage lasted 10 years or more, but they're divorced and they're not remarried. Uh, when they turn 62, they can file uh, as early as 62 for benefits on their ex-spouse's social security and get that amount. That's exactly correct. And it doesn't exactly affect correct. the, and the ex-spouse doesn't even need to know about it or anything. It's just, it doesn't affect their uh, social security benefit at all, does it? That's correct. That's and multiple people can actually pull off of that one spouse that had worked uh, over the years if they had been married more than once, for instance, wow. right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and uh, Tony, you know, we've, so the beginning of the show here, we've talked about a lot of the main questions and kind of misconceptions about uh, social security. And uh, I have a couple of questions for you, actually. Uh-oh, um, <laughs> putting me on the spot. Here we go. And wow, so, and the so, tables let, have turned. I, I, I like education, clearly. And, yeah. um, you know, knowing so much about social security, it's just such a huge program. Do you know uh, which president signed the Social Security Act into, uh, into law? It was in 1935, I believe. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, and who he, was president? He was the president for eight total years, two terms. Was it? Uh, oh, uh, Hoover, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. It was Franklin That's Roosevelt. What I meant. Okay, Franklin and Roosevelt. The, That's right. And the interesting thing to think about here is that was 86 years ago, Tony. 
Oh, and, my goodness. You know, Social Security still today remains one of the nation's most successful, effective, and popular programs. Yeah. And, and, and think about the raw numbers of people that actually utilize the system. And so today, Tony, there's over 65 million people in our country wow. that somehow collect a Social Security benefit. So that's one in every six residents. Wow. One in every six. That's Think about crazy. that. And so and so a lot of people say, well, how can that be? But, you know, and the, the reason for that is not only because of the baby boomer, but also, um, you know, in addition to Social Security's retirement benefits, workers do earn life insurance and disability protection by making Social Security payroll tax contributions. Oh, and that's so, true. There's disability aspect to exactly right yeah and life insurance right and so um and and importantly probably to note here tony is the risk of disability or premature death is greater than many people realize and so you know about 10 percent of uh, recent entrance into the labor force will die before they reach their full retirement age and start claiming benefits and even more than that will become disabled and need benefits before that time as well ah okay And that's something a lot of people don't think about. Obviously, we don't like to think about these things, but it's important to understand. Uh, So what's another fact about Social Security that you have for us? Sure thing. So Social Security provides a guaranteed progressive benefit. That's the term progressive that keeps up with increases in the cost of living. We talked a little bit about that, but a lot of my clients ask me, you know, like, how does it get determined what I actually get. And so social security benefits are based on the earnings uh, of which you make, right? Uh, and how much you pay in, in social security taxes along the way. And so naturally, the higher your earnings rate, the higher your benefits going to be because you paid more into the system. Sure. Now, obviously, once someone starts receiving social security benefits, their benefits are going to increase with uh, different parts of inflation that the social security administration looks at. And, and that's obviously mostly to help ensure that people do not fall below the poverty line, okay, uh, at their age and retirement. And um, like we said earlier in the show, currently the estimate this year is an astronomical 10%, yeah. somewhere close to that. That's been, that's been the biggest increase in, gosh, 40 years or so. Yeah, or more. Yeah, so that cost of living adjustment that they do, uh, I mean, and that's something considering in the past, I don't know, uh, 10 or 11 years, we've only had two years. We've actually did have two years where there was no increase. And now we're up to about 10%. So that's a huge, huge. Uh, there's a lot of facts and misconceptions out there. What else do you have for us? So this one's for the ladies, Tony. Okay. This is, uh, All right. Uh, and and uh, the, 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 the thing that I was going to mention here is Social Security is especially beneficial for women. Okay. And so the reason for that is because uh, you know, over the last 50 years, women tended to earn a little bit less than men, um, and they took more time out of the paid workforce than men did. And and more importantly for women, though, they live longer, okay, and um, they represent more than half of the Social Security beneficiaries in their 60s. And think of this, Tony, for every beneficiary that's taken Social Security in their 90s, Women make up 75% of those. Yeah, people. because they outlive us. Their longevity is greater. And so uh, uh, women, plus there were a lot of women. Now I realize this is changing and we don't want to stereotype. But like you said, over the last 50 years or since, uh, you know, or 50 to 80 years since Social Security has been around, uh, a lot of women would, you know, when they when they have kids, they take time off and they end up staying home to raise the kids. 
And then that puts them in a more precarious social security situation, and they're going to end up relying more on their spouses. And men don't live as long, so then they're going to lose part of that income. They're no longer going to have two streams of social security when they're eligible and if the, if the husband passes away. So yeah, well, women's outlook for social security and retirement is a lot different than men's, isn't it? It, it sure is. It sure is. And maybe the last point I'd make, Tony, here is something that definitely comes up as well. And, and that's how long is social security going to last? And so I just wanted to mention that, you know, if we could have some relatively modest changes, um, you know, that would place social security on very, very, very sound financial footing. And think about this, Tony. So since the mid 1980s, social security has collected more in taxes and other income each year than it pays out in benefits. And they have amassed somewhere around $3 trillion in that taxation during the time. And the excess income um, that that they get has been invested in things that are very safe, like treasury securities. Okay. But obviously costs are continuing to rise and more of the baby boomers are, yep. are obviously retiring. And so um, the current trustees estimate that if we took no further action, social security the trust fund, with social security, the trust funds would probably be somewhat exhausted by 2034. Okay. But, yeah, and they're talking but, about the, the, they're talking about the uh, surplus in the funds. They're that's not exactly talking right. about the intake that they get. You are correct. Yeah. And that is the, the biggest huge point because after the trust fund re- reserves are depleted, even the policy, even if the policy makers like took no action, uh, social security would still be able to pay about 75% of the scheduled benefits because of the income that still comes into the system. Right. Plus we okay. know they're going to make changes like raise the full retirement age, things like that to shore it up. They've done it before. It was going to be, they, that was going to be depleted. And I remember the night, I remember hearing about it in the eighties, how social security was only going to last until about 93 or something like that. And so, and then in 84, they made some changes to shore it up and then it's been fine. And now we're yeah. headed toward that again, where they're, they want the surpluses, uh, the fund is dying down. Uh, so they're going to do something to shore it up again. That's the third rail of politics. They're not going to let it go away. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. And, and when you think about all the stats that we just talked about on the show today yeah. and how many people benefit from Social Security and how important of a system it is, politicians will not get reelected if they do not make this right. Right. Yeah, you know? I think I think uh, I think we're OK there. Um, it may be a little less, but uh, it'll keep coming. Now we're out of time for today's show, Nick. Uh, tell our listeners one more time how they can get a hold of you and get a Social Security maximization report run for them. Definitely. I hope you have appreciated the show today. I just love education and talking to clients and prospects about topics like this. If you'd like more information, just give us a call at 541 773 9567 or visit us online at Jones Financial Talk. All right. Sounds great, Nick. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.